generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. It is awesome to have you tuning in and it is even more awesome when you leave a five-star review. I really appreciate that. We've gone past the 800 mark and we are staying ahead in the race to be the top-rated podcast or most-rated podcast in New Zealand. We're going to try and keep up with these radio stations and obviously they've got a little bit more firepower than you and I. I hope you've been keeping well out there. I'm very slow to get this one recorded and I need to apologise for that. I think this is the longest I've let it go before getting a Money Mail episode out. The Easter period was upon us. I had the email go out on the Friday. I'd already travelled by then and I got back on late Monday. I did a podcast while I was down there actually with Carlos from One Three, uh, yeah, One Three Eight Clothing, and that will be out at some stage. I'll share that with you as well. Might be able to see some insights as to how I think and some different things going on for me outside of uh, Keep the Change. But I then had to get back into some work. I'm prepping myself before I go away to Las Vegas and Kentucky, Louisville, where I actually saw that there was a shooting in a bank, which was quite scary, and that makes. Um, always makes you think when you start to see things like that before you're about to travel oh shit you know you don't really think about what may be happening in the places that you're going to but anyway that's also the the beauty of travel is getting to see how people do things and the way that other people uh the way that people live and I'm going to get a little bit of an insight into the American economy as well and then uh, into Vegas for a few days and hang out with some of my best mates and come home and get back into a very busy season. But looking forward to that and that's sneaking up on me. So I'm squeezing a lot in uh, before going and I'm trying to build a lot of content for all of you so that you can keep learning whilst I'm gone as well so I can schedule podcasts for Tuesday and Thursday as we ordinarily do. So there'll be plenty of content to cover. I've been making some reels at the moment too And shout out to all of the new listeners, especially if you have only just found Keep the Change and you might have found it through Instagram. Um, It is cool to have so many more people listening and learning and the Instagram account is is growing at quite a fast rate at the moment, which is really cool to see. So let's get into week number 152. It was called Don't Let This Economy Fail. Last week we discussed the fact that the economy is highly likely to now be in a recession. So a recession, two quarters of negative growth, so no growth and we're, we're effectively losing ground and we're not growing as an economy, and then we tick the box for a technical recession. 
Now we need two quarters back to back. If we don't have one for March, then we won't be in a recession and we won't actually end up into a recession until later on because then we'd have to have the June quarter and then the September quarter both go negative in a row. Uh, So we will find out in June whether we are technically in a recession. But a recession, there is no growth and an economy is contracting. Recently, I've seen a lot of social media comments about the economy going backwards and that means that people feel less hope about their future. Statistics New Zealand are the people who officially measure the economic data for the economy. Then the economists, the banks and the like get to compare their predictions to their official data. In shock, they normally get it wrong. Us then, the public, usually then get the headlines and the sound bites, and then we start to freak out, right? Then we start saying things like this, you know, this political party's destroying the economy and I can't get ahead because of the economy. The future doesn't look good for our generation, etc., etc. We've all said it ourselves and we've seen it, we've read it, and we've watched other people say this stuff too. So normally we expect an economy growing and we want our pay to be growing. We just want things to be getting bigger. When kids are growing up, we're measuring what weight they are, what height they are those types of things and so it's kind of ingrained in us to naturally want to see things growing and when they're not we start to feel a little bit off and it's a bit concerning and we start to worry about the future and you know whether we're on the right path and and what's going on here and that's all very normal as well but I think it's important to remember to to zoom out and to look at the bigger picture and look how far you've come how far the country's come and how far we've still got to go and try not to just get too caught up in the data points that are in the here and now and think more longer term with your decision making. Now my question for most people is do you measure your own economy? Yeah. Do you measure yours? I didn't think so. People openly spend more than they earn and then they say they are worried about the economy contracting. What about your own economy? That's a great economy to be more concerned with, concerned with first and foremost rather than the entire nation's economy. The start of the new financial year signals a great time to review the following parts of your economy. So at 31 March 2023, what was your income? What was the balance of your assets? What was the balance of your KiwiSaver? What liabilities do you have, i.e. the debts do you have? Is the balance of your emergency fund available? Do you have one? What is your plan to lessen the impact of inflation? You should be able to answer all of those questions if you have been following the lessons from Keep the Change and you've been doing the work, especially in those early weeks around one, two, three, and then when I've done reminders about working through month end. So you should know what your income is. You should know what your assets are because you should be listing them all out. You should know what your liabilities are so you can eyeball those and figure out how am I going to decrease those. You should have an emergency fund in place. If not, you're actively working towards putting one in place and so you know what your balance is at the moment. You should have a plan to mitigate the impact of inflation. And the plan isn't, well, I'll just hope for a pay rise. Because remember, a lot of people hoped that this was transitory, because that's what they were told, and they fell for it. Oh, it's transitory, it'll be gone very soon. Well, that was three years ago now, wasn't it? Hmm, a little bit niggly. And also, remember, we got told, and you saw people commenting, oh, this is a global thing, who cares? Well, you care when you go and pay for your petrol, you care when you go and pay for your lettuce, for your broccoli, don't you? So those things that people said at the start, are kind of gone now, we don't say, oh, it's transitory, because it's been here too long. And people, well, people still do say, oh, you know, it, it's a global thing, because they're trying to build a case for their favourite political party 
rather than actually go, fuck, what am I doing to mitigate the impact I'm seeing through my life due to inflation, all of my costs going up? What am I doing? Am I thinking about my own income? Am I thinking about selling some of the things that I don't need? Am I thinking about a side hustle? Am I bringing in new funds into the household? Am I having the brave conversation about my own pay? What is the increase in income doing to me after tax? Am I then still staying in line with inflation? And that's all the stuff that I've been teaching you about and getting in front of you to keep your mind on your money. Now, what we want to do from here is we want to compare that to 31 March 2022. So now that we know from 31 March 2023 what our income is, the balance of our assets, our liabilities, our emergency fund, what we've been doing and what are we thinking about to combat inflation, we want to compare it back to 2022. And we want to ask ourselves, is our income increasing? Are our assets increasing? Please tell me your consumer debts are not increasing. They are in fact decreasing, I hope. Did you do anything to put some emergency funds aside? Have you learnt that inflation wasn't transitory and it doesn't matter where it came from, it's impacting you? I.e. going back to what I was saying before, oh, it's a global thing, you don't even need to worry about it. Well, it's still increasing the cost of all the shit you need to pay for. So most Kiwis will never do something like this. Instead, we'll freak out about what's happening in the national economy of the country, we'll have a whinge about what the political party are doing, we'll say, oh, but this one that I like, they'll do it better, instead of actually going, what the fuck's up with my economy? What's happening in my household? What's happening around me? What can I do so that I can continue to grow and I can feel more in control rather than worrying about all these news stories and getting into arguments with other people about what we could be doing differently as a country? What can you do? So the next step I want you to think about is what is your financial goal for the new financial year? Well, the new one that we're in starts 1 April 2023 and goes through to 31 March 2024. So what's your financial goal for the 2024 financial year? Yes, you should have one. And again, if you have the Keep the Change templates, you will have a tab at the start that has goals and it's got ideas of different goals and you want to put down victory every time you tick one off. And you want to start to build that and stack that to see how far you've come. And that's why in those templates, there's examples that go back a number of years to show you what you want to be thinking about. So obviously, we love to have something to aim for because it gives us direction. And once we have direction, we can then usually move faster. Think about that when you go driving. When you know where you're going, you have somewhere to aim for, and then you'll normally go there faster. Now think about when you're in the dark. When you're in the dark, you don't know what you've got to aim for. Usually you're going, I need the light, I need the light. And so you're aiming towards getting towards the light or the door. But you're going slower because you don't have visibility. So that's why it is important to give yourself something to aim for so that you can then move towards that closer. But I never see anybody sprinting in the dark. And that is because they don't have the visibility to then give them the oversight of where they are trying to go. And that's what slows you down. So that's why you want to shed light on different things, i.e. what are you doing in 2023 compared to 2022? And what are your goals for 2024? See how all this stuff flows in together? Now, at the end of this month, I'm sitting down to record a webinar with James from Lighthouse Financial to ask about all things financial planning. If you haven't registered for that, that is going to be at the end of April. So if you're listening to this uh, later, then that may not work for you. Uh, but we'll try and do a recording of it as well so that you can find it. So if you can't find that, sing out. But it is at the end of April and we'd love to have you there. And there are over 700 people who have 
uh, already signed up, which is pretty cool. Now, also, you may have listened to the podcast that I did discussing my review of my own 2023 financial year, and you can learn a lot through going through that as well. So if you haven't listened to that, I would highly suggest that you go and listen to that. Now, if you aren't keeping an eye on your finances, I suggest you learn the month-end process that I teach, see the blog and podcast lessons, as well as learn the financial templates provided in week number two. You can find the blog, keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog, or go to Instagram. There's a link in the Instagram, and that then has some different resources that you can access. Uh, With all the doom and gloom around, it's worth having a plan and knowing that these times shall pass too. So why not set some longer-term goals for yourself? So as we head more into a time where we are worried about the here and now and what's happening in this quarter and is New Zealand in a recession, like I said at the start, zoom out. So set yourself some longer-term goals as well. And it might be that you have a 30-year mortgage and you want to figure out how you can bring that down to 25 years. That is saving you five years of repayment. So that could be a longer-term goal. But you may do it over a long period of time, but it's going to save you five years. And you might even then go, well, once you start to figure out how to do that, you might level it up and say, how can I take that 30 years down to 20 years? So it's good and wise in these times when we can feel like we're not getting too far ahead or inflation's killing us or our stock market and KiwiSaver's not moving, that we can still figure out what can we be doing that's going to have a small impact on us now, how is it going to have a big impact when we compound it over time? So at the moment, in my business next advisory, we've been encouraging our business clients to think about these few things. What they want to learn through a recession. So think about what you want to learn through this recessionary time. Why, uh, sorry, who do you want to be on the other side of it? How do you want to show up and act? Now what those things are about is if we're going into these times, we just have to accept it, right? And so we want to try and think about, well, who do we actually want to be on the other side? We want to be someone that's taken a heap of lessons from it, we've learned something, we've gone through some tough times, and we can collect those badges so that we can use them later on in life and then have less worry. For a lot of us, it's unfamiliar territory, so then it feels scary. You want to think too, how do you want to show up? So you want to be freaking out and in panic and worried and blaming the government and yelling at your mates and stuff, or do you want to be cool, calm, collected, you know, a little bit panicked under the surface, but you know, you've done everything you can to prepare for these times. Now the next question we ask business owners is how are you going to make up for lost time on the other side of any downturn? How are you going to make up for lost time on the other side of any downturn? Now it's widely known that normally on the other side of a recessionary time or a really tough time, there's a boom as well. So you want to take advantage of that You want to collect some lessons as you go. You want to think about the person that you're going to be during a recession. You want to think about how you're going to show up for other people. Can you still give? You know, it might not be financially. It might just be your time, for instance. You know, who are you going to decide to be when things get tough? Because people show their true colors when this stuff happens. And I'm already starting to see a little bit of it. Because people start to go into fear mode, contraction mode, and they start to worry a bit. And they start to default in some ugly behaviors that they may not even know that they have but they just start to practice them because they are so worried or in a state that they haven't been for some time. So start to preempt some of this stuff, but also think, how are you going to make up for lost time on the other side? Now, where's my comments? I've got a long version of this posted on um, Instagram that many people read, so I'm reading it off here. Treat yourself like a business and the CEO of your own economy and think about the above. 
Zooming out and giving yourself something positive to focus on can be a great way to calm the anxiety of a rough patch. If in doubt, zoom out. Maybe for you, it's about acquiring a new skill set or knowledge set. You may not have the funds to do it right now, but why not get closer to it and learn it? So as an example, that could be that you want to get into property investing, say, but you just don't actually have the funds to be able to do that. Well, why not go and learn from all of the people that are putting out podcasts that are actually doing that stuff, that are running blogs, that have got story after story of how they went about it. Why don't you go and study those things so you can get yourself ready? So that's a good example of learning and doing something in the now that you can then use in the future, and then that's how you're going to be able to catch up on the other side of, say, a recession, when you can actually then go and put those skills into place. So focus on what you can control, and that is your own economy. That is the economy that you can truly control, and that can also include learning, which makes you more valuable. You are more likely to control your own economy than the entire nation's economy. So remember that. Now Mikey and I also recorded a podcast with how this recession could be the biggest opportunity for your lifetime. So go and check that out because basically we dig into this concept that actually maybe we can become increasingly more valuable during a downturn and on the other side we can actually become even more rewarded for the things that we do during this period rather than just freaking out the whole time. So I strongly suggest you go and check that out because you get my thoughts on that and you also get Mikey's thoughts on that. Now I hope you had an amazing Easter and got to spend some time with people that you care about or got along to church or whatever you do for Easter. That is all good stuff. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you on week number 153 of Money Mail. Again, if you haven't left a five-star review, I'd highly appreciate it.